Welcome to this episode of Now That's Something Good, the podcast where we explore the extraordinary in the everyday ordinary. Now here's your host, Sarah Good. Hey friends, welcome back. Hope you are doing well this week. Today, we have a little bit of a bonus episode for you. On our last episode of Now That's Something Good, we chatted with our friend Brian Roach. It was episode 40. If you haven't listened to that yet, I'd highly encourage you to go hear that conversation. Brian shares with us his story about his family, being a creative, his incredible career in the music industry, And he also tells us some funny stories along the way. So make sure you go check them out. There's one in particular that I'm still laughing about. Go listen to hear what I'm talking about. But today we did a little deeper dive into a recent project that he's been working on called the Matthew 6 Project. We wanted to take some dedicated time to share about that because it would just have been way too long of a podcast to fit it in everything else. But this is a really exciting project. It's exciting for Will and I too, because we've got to have a small part in kind of helping this project really make it out into the world. And so today you hear Brian and I talk more about the heart behind the Matthew 6 Project, hopes for it, um, a little more about the songs, and just kind of everything you need to know about Matthew 6. So we hope you enjoy our conversation and enjoy learning more about the Matthew 6 Project. So here's my conversation with Brian Roach. Hey, Brian. How are you? Hi, Sarah. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) You ready to talk about the Matthew 6 Project? I am. All things Matthew 6. All things. Where do you want to start? Uh, I was hoping you had an idea. I do have an idea. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So this is actually where I start. I want you to give some backup of the Brian Roach story, because I think you have to start with it's been a while since you kind of did anything super musical. Yes, bit of a refresher. Yeah, I think you said you're bit of a twenty second of a version hiatus. of the last hour and a half conversation. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so give yeah. a little backstory to Brian Rich, the <clears throat> one, the sixty second version. Yeah. So uh, quite a while back, I quit my job to write songs for a living, signed a deal with Columbia Records, um, and worked as a professional musician for about eight years. Uh, And then after two albums and an EP, uh, shut it down uh, because we were just working too hard for, you know, we just, we just weren't, weren't getting what we wanted, but we had, you know, we had a lot of fun in the process, but um, burnt myself out pretty good toward the end there. Uh, So I, I took a hiatus and when I shut the band down, um, you know, I kind of told myself I'll, I'll get back to it uh, if and when I can't help myself. And almost, well, I'd say nine years to the day, nine years, you know, pretty close to nine years to the day, um, uh, I got to the point where I couldn't help myself. And uh, so that's when, that's when this project kind of started. Um, is that enough of a backstory? Like, I think so. Yeah. We can um, dive more into it later if it comes up, but. Yeah. So. So start here though like just i think we need to explain what the matthew six project is and then we can back up and talk about the bigger concepts inception of it all that so what does matthew six mean what does it come from all that stuff yeah so the matthew six project is it's kind of an idea and approach to music it comes from uh the verse in the bible so matthew six five through eight that talks about you know, spending quiet time with God. Um, it's, it refers to prayer. It talks about, you know, um, go to your room, close the door. Uh, your father knows what you're praying for. Um, and I, I sort of took that concept 
and applied it to worship music mm-hmm. um, and quite purposefully was applying it to you know big corporate music some of my favorite songs that were kind of designed to be um you know big corporate worship anthems and stripping them down you know into um really simple um pure sort of personal versions and i've had a lot of fun doing it and it um each time i think i discover one that that works or at least works for me i feel like it kind of transforms the song Mm -hmm. um kind of exposes the lyrics and in some cases really you know it, it almost changes the tone of of the lyric i guess it all depends on how the song turns out but um yeah, that's the general idea of the Matthew 6 project. Love it. So why would you say like now after 10 years, really? Like you said a little bit like the break, but like why do you think this music cuz it's totally different than the music you were making before. Right? Yeah. So I don't I as far as timing, n- no idea. I mean, I you know, I I have I've always said um even back when I was just writing the Autovane music and the Revolution One music, or just whatever, all all the other band stuff. Um, I always said the phrase that I've always used is, "I take delivery of songs; I don't mm-hmm. write them." And it's always just because I've I've felt that uh, sometimes when I'm writing a song, lyrics come out as quickly as I can write them, and a lot of times they're they're basically final lyrics. And to me, that just doesn't, it never felt like creativity, right? Because it's, you know, I've had, I've had friends call it stream of consciousness, which is fine, but you know, I'm a little bit more spiritual than that. So for me, it just feels like taking delivery. It just feels like it's, you know, any of, uh, any talents that I've ever, you know, felt like I possessed have always felt like a gift from God. And, and, Mm -hmm. and I think I've always just kind of felt the same way about songs. So, so I, you know, I, I just, I quickly just chalk it all up to God's timing. You know, I, 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 why nine years? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just, I ask, I have no idea. I I just have no, I just know (laughs) that, I just know that I felt like it was time to listen to what was being delivered to me. And um, it felt like the obedient thing to do, if you will. Yeah. Um, these ideas like, again, songwriting, it, it can be consuming it. I, you know, for me, it just is consuming. You just kind of can't get an idea out of your head until you finish it. And, uh, when, when I was in the wrong headspace, um, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't make myself do it. Yeah. It felt like torture. Um, you'd sit down with a little bit of an idea and the very thought of, of fleshing that idea out was just excruciating. Mm-hmm. But then when the switch flipped, it was just like, I couldn't help it. I was playing the piano. I could not get up from the piano, mm-hmm. which I've told you before, like, I didn't play the piano before. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't get up from the piano, couldn't stop taking delivery of <laughs> lyrics and, how many um, keyboards did you buy in the midst of this process? Oh yeah, because I was trying out a bunch. Yeah, I, so we've got a, like every time I come to your house, there's a new keyboard. There was there for a hot second because we we uh, we have an acoustic piano at the house, but you know that quickly becomes quite an imposition on the rest of your family if you're working on songs and you don't have you know our our acoustic piano is just it's upstairs where everybody can hear it and and uh, it just 
man, if, if you want to stay with your family, <laughs> you got, <laughs> you got to find a space. Time. Yeah. Cause it's, <laughs> you know, when you're working on an idea, like, you know, this, when you're working on an, on an idea, it's, it just can be very, very repetitive. Cause you're, yep. you know, you're trying to dial in nuances yep. And the truth of the matter is my, my family is super supportive and they're, and they're ultra patient, but at some point, you know. Well, when you're trying to watch TV or you just don't want any other noise, any it's, of that. you're like, I don't yeah, want to hear the piano. Anymore. Any of that. And then, of course, as it starts to get later, you know, you get an idea that shows up at midnight. Yeah, you know, it's hard to work out. You then. can't do that at all. So I didn't have, uh, I didn't have anything that I could use for, for an application like that. And then when we started recording... Um, we use virtual instruments for a bunch of that stuff. So I wanted a, you know, I wanted a decent, I wanted a decent MIDI controller yeah. that sort of felt good and, yeah. um, and was, you know, sort of inspiring to put your hands on. And so, yeah, I, I tried out a bunch of cheap options, expensive options. And So for and, those uh, that care, what option did you end up with? Oh, I, I, I landed on a Nord Electro 6 HP. Love it. Somebody will nerd out and love that. For a lot of people, this be like somebody will probably not. Yeah, it's not a. I mean, they're they're um, they're highly regarded as far as I know. Um, But they've got a bunch of different models. But this one, yeah, this one works nicely for me. Love it. Okay, we'll get into all that nitty gritty stuff because. Oh, really? It's good. Well, some of it, maybe. Yeah, okay. Who knows what we'll cover. But mm-hmm. back up. So, like, you didn't even start writing. Let's just tell the story kind of from the beginning. Okay. So, you. You and I, we've been friends for a little bit of time. Yes. We go to the same church. You serve on the worship team that I'm also a part of. Truth. <laughs> Helped lead for the first part of your few months of you being around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started working together, doing some songs, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell a story of where, because it didn't really start with that, but it did kind of start with me sending you a text message. Oh, yeah. I'll tell the story. So I came up with the idea all by myself <laughs> to record a version of a song that i chose mm-hmm. <laughs> okay that's not how it went <laughs> he's totally kidding yeah so uh you and i uh what we, we probably <laughs> sang so raise a hallelujah it's i forget the the couple who sings it but it's a bethel tune um you and i sang it at church i think probably i mean a handful a couple times, times. at least yeah, six times. seven yeah. times um i think you got a lot of good feedback we were always really comfortable with that yeah. tune uh me in particular uh, you know like i'm not comfortable with all of it that one sat really well for me i felt and um yeah so i had updated my studio stuff after a really long time Mm -hmm. of not updating it and i was kind of like you know prepped and ready to go and then you sent me a text with the idea of recording uh our version of raise a hallelujah Mm -hmm. um I didn't and, realize I was opening Pandora's box when right, I sent that me text. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> but you know, when you you know when you invest in getting that stuff upgraded, it's always fun to have something to work on. And so, you know, my first thought was, yeah, that just that's a project. That's something to do. And then I was thinking, well, gosh, you know, big churches record other churches' songs all the time. So this this is something that, like, if we can if we can find a way to own our own version of it, yeah. Um, that's even more interesting, you know, didn't want to just cover it, you know? Um, so yeah, that's what it started or that's how it started. So we, we did a, I put it, I, I put a version of that song down. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I put a bunch of versions of that song. Why are you laughing at me right now? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because in the back we have barista will making coffee and you can hear Lisa dripping. And so yeah. It sounds like he's peeing in the back of the podcast right peeing. now. 
Now we have a general. Like. Now we have a general theme. For Sorry, time now Brian you really want to know <laughs> if you listen. Yeah, that. And that's my okay, fault. Sorry, and that's, sorry for that's the... because if you don't know, if you come to the good household and you don't <laughs> ask for an amazing cup of coffee, you're missing out. You are missing out. Will they definitely coffee. have a strong coffee game here. <laughs> so okay, sorry. Talk, carry on. Okay, so raise a hallelujah. Started messing around with a version of that. Yeah. So there's this album that came out early 2020 called Peace by Beth. Mm-hmm. And there's there's two of them now. There's a volume two now, and it's you know this is like a, um, you know the approach. I think the idea for those albums is like calming and relaxing and soothing, mm-hmm. and they sort of integrate all of these like scientifically relaxing sounds, and they're they're really they're they're pretty cool albums. And I, right, I was yeah. listening to the Raise a Hallelujah that's on that first one, and. I kept singing a harmony along with the two parts that were on it. So when you brought that up, I was like, well, yeah, if we come up with a version, if we rearrange that in a manner that's that makes a third harmony suitable, there's at least a North Star to chase. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I was like, I want, you know, sort of not quite as ethereal as the peace version, but certainly not, you know, not full out like the actual version. Yeah. So, um, Thank you very much, Will. Just got some coffee from Will. <laughs> now you'll be a little more peppy. Yes, I will. Thank you <laughs> Let very it kick much. It. No pun intended. Uh, yeah. So, so I kind of went for you know I, at the time it was literally just a practical decision. I'm, I wanted to go for something that was sort of kind of in the middle of what you know the the super ethereal piece version, and then you've got the full out um, kind of rowdier version, and I wanted something that kind of made more sense. So. We did like what? I probably did three, four different iterations so. yeah. where I was tweaking the yep. the arrangement. Um, but while I was working on that, uh, you know, I, I just got, I started getting the idea to try other songs. Yeah. A song called Reckless Love. Um, that's also Bethel, um, Corey Asbury. Asbury. Yep. And uh, I sat down at the piano and I mean, just... It just fell out of my hands, this little arrangement for that song. And I'm like, okay. And then the more I the more I played that when I was just sort of working out the nuances of it, the more I was like, man, I'm sitting down and this feels like this feels like this version of the song that yeah. like is already out there, already, you know, it just made so much sense to me. So Did you do Raise a Hallelujah on the piano? Did you start it no, with that? No, I, I was, ty- I was yeah, typing that right. in because yeah. that's before I was even, yeah. that's before I had a keyboard. So I, yeah. I was literally typing those notes in with that's a right. mouse okay. into a virtual piano instrument in Pro Tools. So Reckless Love is really the first one you did even start playing the piano. Yeah, and I did it with that one. And uh, I'm pointing at the one I, I I'm pointing at a I controller that, that now I sits in your house. Used. Yeah, because it was one, it was one that um, it works. It's just ultimately didn't. Um, it wasn't what I wanted. Um, so, And Reckless Love still is probably one of my very favorites. Uh, Every single one I is probably it, my favorite. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I really like that one a lot. Yeah, I think it turned out great. I mean, it's, uh, it was, you know, when, when you're, at least I think we, we've talked before about reaching the critical phase of, of creative, of creativity, right? Where you, mm-hmm. where you don't just sort of, inherently love everything that you do but instead you know sort of listen for it or listen to it ask yourself is this is this done yet can this be better can Mm -hmm. this be refined improved Uh, you know whatever um so for me uh when i 
when I come back to a version of a song, whether it's sitting down at the piano to play it again and iterate on it, or if it's I'm in the middle of recording and I'm bouncing mixes and listening in the car, anytime I find myself inclined to keep listening, Mm -hmm. I take that anyway as a sign that I'm headed in the right direction. Because usually if I'm just like, then... I kind of, you know, Move on. I, I don't, yeah, I don't feel inclined yeah. to listen. I just, it's like, yeah, maybe this is just not there. Yeah. You know? And honestly, that's kind of where we were with Raise a Hallelujah. We did like two or three iterations and then I sort of, we, you we just side, started getting all these side other ideas, that. which was, uh, what, so Reckless remember? Love showed up, Graves into Gardens, that little yeah. idea showed up. And then I was in the car sort of wishing that there was a We the Kingdom song that would yep. make the cut. And I was like, I just don't know. And then you Holy Water showed up. And I'm like, this is insane. That Brian is a We the Kingdom super fan. Super fan. Self-proclaimed. Yeah. I'm not saying fan. anything. You were a super fan. The I'm the Kingdom. only one. You are. I'm the only one. In my, He started their fan club. In my, Yeah. In my head, we are all best friends. <laughs> Uh, we've all, we've all known each other our whole lives. Uh, we get together on Sundays for Danishes. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm just glad I'm not the only one that's delusional. That's, yeah. That's great. So yeah. Do you want to know a side Sarah story? Yes. When we're really about Matthew yes, I do. So about artists and like thinking that you're friends with people. So growing up, my name is Sarah. Everybody around that age had the name Sarah. And so I used to change my name and tell people my name was something else. And I went a step further and also said that Michael W. Smith was my dad because that sounded like a very much more interesting story. And I wanted to be a musician and famous. And so I was like, if I just tell people Michael W. Smith is my dad, like that makes a whole lot of sense. That is lying. I know. That's what we call it. <laughs> it was great. Anyway. So He's not your dad, right? Uh, no. Okay. I wish, but no, not. No, yeah. I love my dad. That sounds horrible. Dad, if you're listening, I, knew that's I wouldn't trade you up. Anyway, okay. So reckless love. So back up for a second, because somewhere in there, I remember almost clear as day, you calling me and telling me about the idea of actually thinking, hey, I think we're supposed to call this the Matthew 6 Project. Mm-hmm. Where did that happen in the... Because it wasn't... I know the time, like it was the beginning of the year because we were reading through the New Testament yeah, together totally as a know church. Yeah, we totally know the timing, right? Like we can almost figure out the day of it. Yeah, yeah, that was in January. But do you remember like if you'd already started working on it? Because that was, I sent you the text about Raise Hallelujah in November. So it probably was all, did the Matthew 6 idea come before Reckless Six, Love or did you no, get No, it was definitely Reckless? the, yeah, no, it was after Reckless Love. Okay. Uh, so I actually, if I, if I remember correctly, I was working on a version of Waymaker that ultimately did not. Uh, did not make the cut because I just didn't feel like it was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I didn't feel like the the difference was dramatic enough to feel impactful. That might Um, have actually been the song you were talking to me about when you told me about the Matthew 6. Yeah, really, really pretty song. We've had some, you know, I've sung that a couple of times at at the mm-hmm. church and and been a part of some pretty impactful moments that song's it's close to my heart it just i just couldn't you know i just couldn't find anything that i felt was really yeah. compelling but i had sent um uh an instrumental version of that to my brother mark um who is also in this space he writes worship songs he was a worship leader for a very long time he still works with churches so he's just very very comfortable in mm-hmm. in um and and a, my other really my other go-to sounding board yeah. uh, aside from you on this project. And I had sent that to him and we were having a conversation and uh, I told him, I think I know what I'm working on. So at that time it was, uh, we had tried Raise a Hallelujah, yeah, Reckless Love, uh, Graves into Gardens, I think I had at least started on. Okay. And then 
and then Waymaker. So I was about yeah. four songs in and I was starting to I was starting to get a sense of a pattern like okay, I'm clearly stripping yeah. these songs down like that's what I'm that's what I'm feeling inclined to do. Cuz there was no hope of a pro- it wasn't like started Raven no, Hollow like never, oh, let's do this thing. We never thing. said just, let's do a project. Yeah, yeah I just I, the the phrase that I used when I talked to my brother was like, I think I know what I'm doing. Mm. And he was like, "Oh yeah." And, and I said, uh, yeah, I said, "You know that you know that verse and at the time I had I didn't yeah, know where didn't it, know was. it was. Yeah. I just said there's a verse that says don't be like the Pharisees pray in the middle of the synagogues and the streets so mm-hmm. everybody can see when you pray go to your room close the door and that that verse leads up to i believe um the our father the lord's and, prayer yep. yeah the lord's prayer thank you and uh the our father that's, that's it's all right brilliant. it starts with our father it's this that's right so uh so i'm telling him like that i think i'm doing that yeah with worship songs and you know he thought that made perfect sense and uh and of course, you know this. So we were in the middle of a of a Bible reading that had just started at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and sure enough, that day it was <laughs> Matthew six, and it included Matthew six five through eight. And of course, I was I, I was like in disbelief because I'm like, you got to be kidding me! That's the verse of the day. So without a doubt, I'm like, this is obviously exactly so what much. I'm doing, yep. right? Like it's it was ridiculous. So uh, and that was the start of the Matthew 6 project. It was. It was. That's, then, that's when we for sure knew what we were doing. I love it. Yeah. Do we really still know what we're doing? Oh, no. Yeah. Good point. We don't know what we're doing, <laughs> but, but at we least knew something. what we were working on. No. is really exciting. So that was all the way in November, January of 2020. It was the second week one. of January 21. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been over a year. Mm-hmm. Like literally, because I think I sent you again, we were reading the New Testament again, and I sent you, I mean, it's literally been yeah because that was just the that was just the the verse the day we're doing the same reading yeah um uh reading plan and that was the verse the day like what three four days ago yeah i think the 10th or something so yeah somewhere in there awesome probably should have posted something about that okay so somewhere along the way so matthew 6 is not just all um like your version of covers there's also some original tunes you kind of said that but when when did the original tunes start coming Um, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was after, uh, it was, it was, I mean, look, all I have for a timeline is like what song I was working on somewhere between graves in the garden and holy water. I was like also just noodling around Uh with this piano part that I thought was really pretty and I kind of couldn't stop playing it. And, um, my wife actually walked through the room (laughs) and told me that she that she kept hearing the phrase i am a child when i was playing it the the part is a little bit lullaby-ish mm-hmm. um but that's actually how i write i i've always written on whether i'm writing on the guitar or the piano most everything that i've ever written was was on the guitar but i tend to write the music i noodle around with the music first and sort of allow it to i'll sing along I'll do what some people call phonetics, which is you're just kind of babbling and singing mm-hmm. at the same time. And a lot of times, while I'm in the middle of doing that, a phrase will just kind of fall out of my mouth, and I'm yeah. like, yep, that makes sense. And I think it's because it feels to me like it's because you're allowing the music to sort of tell you what it could be about. I yeah. don't know. You know, ins- inspire yeah. some sort of content. So that's always worked for me. So when she said that to me, not only did I completely agree with her, yeah. but I was like, 
yeah, that's awesome. And as soon as she said it, I felt like that was the first line of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I felt like I kind of already, like I immediately knew what that song was yeah. going to be about. It still took a, it still took a while to finish it. That song, that's, yeah, that song's called Here I Am. And it's, it wound up being kind of the, what I would refer as like the quintessential Matthew Six mm-hmm. song. And it's the, it's the first song of the project. It's the first song on the, on the EP. And number uh, one, it definitely sets the tone, right? It does set the tone. I can't yeah. comment on it because I can't listen to it anymore. Because every time I listen to that dang song, I cry. I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. It's really good. It, it, like I said, if I had to pick one of the fave of the originals, it probably would be my favorite. If I had to pick. Yeah. But I like all of them. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> what? Which is your favorite? If you had to pick a favorite of the original, which one? Do you have a favorite? No. Hard to choose. No, I don't know. Because every, every time I iterate on something, every time I do a version, you know, you kind of, you know, you kind of reacquaint yourself, you know? So when I, when I was finishing here, I am, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so much fun. You know, it's just, it just, um, you get close to something. And then when you're finishing something else, you know, you get, you get close to it. So I just think as things start to surface, well, they just kind of mm-hmm. become your temporary favorite. Yeah. And then I'll go back and I'll go back and listen. And, you know, it's like, not today. This one's, this one works for me or, you know, um, it's a good one. Yeah. I think that's, that's the case with, I think pretty much everything I've ever written. You know, it's, yeah. Okay. So how long, did the whole process take? It's, oh my gosh, I can't believe, how many songs is it? Why am I the blanking? Whole pro- the Matthew Six Project. Um, Seven? Yeah, that first, the, <laughs> so the EP that's out now, it's eight songs, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, it took, yeah, I mean, I think it, it basically took the year. I mean, there was obviously, you know, we were, you know, we were building that um, on s- borrowed time, spare time, yeah. you know, like, um, we, what was the original plan like to release in September or something crazy like that? I don't I don't even remember. Yeah, I think that was had, the original thinking. And then you had a little bit of a setback, but yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, when you, when you think to yourself, okay, if I could just block time, like yeah. if I went back, I would have actually just, I probably would have <laughs> just taken two weeks off and literally just finished the whole thing. Cause it's yeah. the kind of thing it's stripped down. So it's not, it's not overly complex. Um, and if I, you know, if I were to re-record the whole thing, uh, you know, you could probably do it in seven to 10 days, yeah. but, um, but you gotta, you know, you gotta find time to do it. You gotta get down, you, you know, you gotta redraw that inspiration and you gotta get in the moment and, and, yeah. and then capture what needs to be it's captured. Kind of like turn it on and off quickly. Yeah. A little bit. So, and I'm, you know, I do creative I do creative work for, for a living. So, you know, that stuff is just, you know, just mentally kind of consumes, it consumes you a little bit. So it just, yeah, it was just a time consuming process, but it was, um, yeah, what's, what's nice is I also learned a lot, you know, we, I was saying earlier that I had upgraded my studio software. So, you know, brand new versions of Pro Tools, got some new toys, some new plugins, um, some new gear and a lot of it you know, there was a learning curve. You mm-hmm. just, it, it all, it's all a lot nicer. It sounds a lot better than some of the stuff that I was using before. Um, so that's inspiring and fun, but there's also a learning curve. So you get to, you know, you get to dive in and start exploring and that also took time. So, yeah. Um, okay, now so let's, things seem to be, 
now things seem to be at least, you know, uh, moving a little bit faster when I get an idea, you know, there's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same curve. Okay. Share the songs. So. Share the songs. Can you do them? Like say, say the ones that there are. So we said there's five. In order. Covers. Yeah. Can you, do you remember them in the order we put them? I think I could name them in order. Um, Actually, I can fact check you. Hold on one second. Okay. Yeah. So first song is Here I Am. That's an original. Yep. Um, Second song is Holy Water by a band called We the Kingdom. Crazy good band. Uh, Third song is I Will Remain. Mm -hmm. That's another original. Uh, Fourth song, I do believe, is Reckless Love. Mm -hmm. Um, Fantastic song. Really good first line. Um, (laughs) Just really good lyrics in general. It is good. Um, Fifth song is Raise a Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixth song is The Blood and the Body. Uh, that's an original. Uh, song number seven is So Will I, probably one of the most incredible worship tunes ever written. Mm-hmm. And the last song is Graves into Gardens. That was impressive, Brian. You got them really? all right. Is it that impressive? I don't know. I don't know if I could have done it. I've had to think really hard. They've all got jumbled in my head because I listen to them out of order now. I mean, I know we spent time trying to get yeah. them in the right order yeah so people listening you should really listen to them in that order just for fun you don't have to I but think so there was I've a reason thought, i mean that's that yeah for me that when we when we were making records before too we like the mastering process so you go in and you record that's called tracking then you mix that's obviously called mixing um that's a completely separate process and then once you're done mixing um then you do what's called mastering and in the mastering process that's one of the things that you do you decide the order mm-hmm. you decide how much time there is uh from the end of one song to the beginning of the other you yeah. sort of adjust volume so that the okay. experience i mean and i don't think everyone does it but if you feel like your project is a work as a yeah. as a whole like for me you know that there was a lot of time go- that went into s- selecting these songs because it was important to me that um that that they were all, you know, dynamic, impactful, yeah. you know, and, 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 and also, you know, kind of aligned with the idea of Matthew 6 yeah. and the idea of one-on-one conversations. Um, so, yeah, and then, and then the order, you know, I think, like I said, I don't think everyone consi- uh, considers it as much, but you know, to me, it's, it's kind of important that if, if somebody's going to sit down and listen to all eight songs in yeah. a row, that it feels like it makes sense rather than, you know. It's something that's kind of lost in all the digital music stuff, right? Because they just shuffle through and play. So and lost. We've talked about that before. Like, so I lost. love that because in the old days, <laughs> people yeah. would, I think a lot of artists probably did that. There was a reason why, mm. and I feel like you miss part of the story when you don't listen to them, like the underlying story that you would never really know, but when yeah. you listen to them in the way somebody intended them to be so if you have how long is the yeah, whole record when we were like, kids right tapes record play like you don't yeah you, it's you couldn't oh, skip man, songs when they were tapes you couldn't you can't record, skip songs yeah, you hit you, play and yeah you just you just let it go um you try to rewind 50 times to get yourself in the right spot yeah horrible kids today they have no idea <laughs> skip <laughs> <laughs> they just push a button and it plays shuffle yeah mm-hmm. tapes man that's going back records Records you could try to guess, right? If you like kind of drop the needle yeah, in the right that line. Yeah. yeah. But man, cassette tapes were horrible. Whose idea was that? Did that really help us better than records? Mm, I mean, I they just know. got smaller, so it's portable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Okay, there you go. Yeah. So those are the eight songs. <laughs> Random music songs. Whose idea were cassette tapes? We could probably to look find that, that up. Yeah. I, it probably was just because they were portable. That makes sense now that I said that. I mean, yeah. a record player kind of hefty. Though. And they're analog. I mean, the 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 a brand yeah, new like the cassette way they would tape be... sounded pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not great, but pretty good. Did you ever have eight tracks? Uh, what was when, when I was you were a young, kid? What was the... My parents had an eight track player. Yeah, they'd okay. listen to like if I remember is like Billy Joel and like Kiss, the Kiss album that was like disco. Oh. I was made for loving you. <laughs> that's what I remember. I remember that. That's great. Uh, I don't, yeah, just, that's it. You sing anything else for us? No. You want to sing the first line of every single song? Uh, Could you? On the Kiss Actually, album? Let's do it. No, on the Matthew 6. Absolutely not. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> uh, that's funny. How did we derail to the... To eight tracks? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Oh, because song order. Yeah. Song order. Fair enough. Okay, song order. So listen to it in order. And, you know, the other thing that you miss with digital music, right, is the liner notes. We've talked about that before. Like, you don't have all the, like, I was totally a nerd. I mean, I loved the little book, like, when it was CDs. Well, mm-hmm. even when it was cassette tapes, and it would be all folded up in there. Yeah. Like, you could, I mean, I was the one that would read every single part of it, because it was interesting. Yeah, I think the, I mean, lyrics are now accessible, and I think it was Will who actually sent me a screenshot. Is it, was it in Spotify, Will, where you can actually access some liner notes? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Which I thought was like fantastic because that's one of the things, you know, like I've I've worked with some pretty incredible um, studio folks and, you know, the fact that it's actually, the fact that their involvement is obscured. Yeah. Like I remember I heard, um, there's this artist, Gregory Allen Isaacoff. He has a record mm. that he put out in 2018 called uh, Evening Machines. Absolutely one of the most incredible things that I've, ever heard super inspiring and i was just like yeah i wonder who i wonder who engineered this i wonder who helped produce it and mix it i wonder where it was mastered and i mean it took me 25 minutes to find the answer to that yeah. question online yeah and it was not it was cum- it was a cumbersome process right i mean of course it took 25 minutes and the whole time you're thinking that is ridiculous this this wouldn't be yeah what it is if it weren't for the talents the of, extra, of folks yeah. like that you know when, yeah when we made our first record, um, I mean, there were six or eight people who were there every day uh-huh. involved in every aspect. And, and they were all incredibly good at what they did. And, you know, just 100% would not have been what it was without yeah. that. And the idea of just like eliminating that from visibility, yeah. obscuring that from visibility just makes no sense it's to sad. me. It makes well, no then sense. Let's it's a shame. do this. I feel like you should give verbal liner notes right now. There's not that many, really, because <laughs> oh most gosh. of it was written by you. And or, I mean, the cover songs were obviously written by, I think you named them and they can find that. But yep. you you did have help with some of the mix or the, oh my gosh, what's the word I want? Mastering. Mi- mixing and mastering. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's true. So I reached out to my friend, uh, Jake Wiedenhofer in Nashville, excellent guitar player. Um, his buddy Logan, I think I'm going to say his name right, Schlegel, or I think it's Schlegel actually. Logan Schlegel mastered it for me. Um, his fresh ears and uh, fresh feedback were absolutely critical. Um, and uh, and then let's see, I, you know, I think the thing is I can't start naming all the folks who sang on the end of Graves yeah. and Gardens because I will forget everybody but what i could I do is gather that and then we could put it on the show notes if we that's could. helpful if you're going to do that i think you can um, remember everybody 
Like just right now, just mm-hmm. start naming I, okay. names. I mean, part of it was your family, like yes. your brother. Okay, true. So, all right, I'll then then I'll Let's try, try, and then I'll get and myself in trouble. And if we forgot you, we're gonna Brian will owe you a personal apology. Okay, so uh, I remember. So Rhonda Mazingo uh-huh. jumped on there kind of early. Okay. Um, Mark Roach, his family, his wife Carolyn, uh, his son Connor, and his son Cohen sang on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter Stella sang on it. Love it. You sang on it. I did. You're Sarah. <laughs> you are yes. Sarah Good. You sang on it. Um, Nate Sazinski. Yes. Two Rivers came over and sang on it. Johnny Moore. Yep. From Two Rivers came over and, uh, well, from Two Rivers, yeah, from, from Two Rivers from came two over rivers. and sang on it. Johnny, Johnny Moore of Two Rivers. Of Two Rivers. <laughs> of the Two Rivers. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. That guy right there. Uh, Will Good sang on it. Um, um, okay. I think that's all you grabbed. No, 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 no. There's no, somebody no. else. Yeah, there's definitely more. Um, but I gotta, I gotta think. Well, two people were there in spirit. That's Jeff Dill and Darren Hall. Okay. Um, they didn't actually sing on it, but that's probably my fault. Um, but there were more. There were more. I'll have to give it some more thought. Okay. I think if he there's forgot a few, you. He's sorry. I think there's a few more. I don't, you said everybody I mean, I, that I remember I you. almost didn't say Will and he's standing behind me. That's why I didn't want him starting. I know. This. I don't know that unless you had secret people you didn't tell me about, I don't remember any other names than what you said. Because Will was like one of the last ones because you were getting down to, the, I mean, like we had to get it done. Like we had to get it, you had to finish it and you were, you say, what were you saying? Fist, rest, what were you, t- what, what was your term? Graves, Fist let's fighting. talk about Graves the Garden for a second. Yeah. Because that was probably the most difficult one Maybe in some ways. Yeah, it was admittedly it. all difficult, but not because it is difficult, but because it's just foreign territory for me. So when I, you know, I mixed, um, I mixed our radio singles on the first album, and then I mixed our entire second record, um, and then our third EP. I mixed all of that stuff too. But it's it's all like really straightforward rock, you know, like mm-hmm. pretty pretty crunchy guitars panned out hard left and right um you know just crunchy rock tunes um doubled vocals and you know just 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 very different this is all um uh well whatever it's just very different and so trying to get you know a a current um relevant sounding thing that's just entirely different it was just a process Mm -hmm. um and, uh, and what was your heart for grapes? Like you had a pretty yeah. And so grapes vision. was I mean, particularly like challenging it. because it felt to me like okay, this is going to be the end. This is going to be the end of the the of the project or the uh you know the end of the of the work, if you will. And I wanted it you know to start intimate like everything else, but then sort of yeah. end like here I am ready to sort of kick down the door mm-hmm. and and kind of celebrate you know, celebrate yeah. all that it is that you might have considered in those you moments. You would say, have a party, I think, is uh, what you're... Kind of, yeah, right? Something. Throw down party? Yeah, so, but getting that to all make sense dynamically in one track was just something I just, I didn't have any experience doing that. So you got like, what, you have five or six or seven minutes yeah. of just piano and vocal, and then all of a sudden you want things to be rowdy, and the whole thing has to feel like it's all, you know... Um, cohesive and yeah i said i definitely referred to that as a fist fight because yeah it just took iteration after iteration and 
truthfully, I don't think it turned out all that great mix wise, but um, yeah. but I learned a lot in the process, yeah. and I think when we do when we do stuff like that moving forward, um, we'll be able to improve on it. Yeah. Um, but it, it gets, turned out pretty good. It turned out pretty was, good. Yeah. It turned out pretty good. Day, I'm not. I'm not trying to poo poo on the. No, it was great. It was great to have all the extras. Little voices awesome. in there. Absolutely awesome. Wouldn't be the same thing without it, that's for sure. And to get to involve some other people, right? Yes. And, and I know I'm going to think of the people that I forgot. I know that's but. all right. Do you want to, yeah, anybody else, any other liner notes? Your, any other your brother helped you notes. with the video. I mean, that was, you, you, you talked about your well, brother. Yeah, Mark, but like, I mean, well, you, you and Mark, obviously you sing on Raise a Hallelujah, so that's worth mentioning because you didn't just sing um, uh, the gang vocals at the end. Um, but then, Mark, you know, you and Mark were my sounding board. So I still, you know, that would be like, you know, that would be like a co-producer. That would be like a collaborator. Like, yeah, no, I mean, like, you know. I think you referred to me as your manager. That's a, that's a little still bit. Still not sure how I feel about it. It's all a little bit of a stretch, I suppose. But I mean, it's, I still think it's, it's worth mentioning. You know, when you're working, we've talked about this before. As a creator, you, you need a safe place to bounce good ideas and bad ideas. Yeah. And without that, it can be really hard to move forward with confidence. Um, so, you know, you got you to gotta have that. And that's, you know, pretty, pretty critical too. Yeah. Um, it's good. And then, of course, there's Julie Roach for writing the first line of Here I Am. And that's a big, big deal. <laughs> yeah. First line of one of the best songs on it. Mm. Mm. Let's give Julie all the credit Thank for it. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I, I do. It's one, of my fa- it's one of my favorite songs. I have not lied about that. Um, Okay, what else do you want to talk about for the project? What other little... I've got a couple other questions, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to touch on the idea that, you know, that, that, that Matthew 6 is a concept that's kind of bigger, mm-hmm. that's above and beyond, um, you know, me making music or recordings or doing covers. Um, you know, I, I'm... I just like the concept and I'm mm-hmm. hoping that it resonates with folks and I think it would be amazing to start to start seeing um you know Matthew 6 versions of other songs that that people yeah. feel inspired to do and I, you know it starts with listening to this and asking yourself if it resonates with you or mm-hmm. um but yeah I think it's I think it's kind of important to um yeah I think it's important to express that because we we want that to be we want that to be much much bigger of an idea than yeah. just you know some EP that someone put out because you talked about like you referenced the Matthew six verse but it obviously is the worship version of all of that and it's those moments that are just by yourself like you said I don't think you said your whole normal line at the, up front about just taking all the big huge corporate songs and there's obviously a time and place for corporate worship and singing mm-hmm. with everybody. And there is a lot of great that comes from that and it's good and it's impactful. Yeah. But honestly, worship is way bigger than that. And if that's our only time of worship, we're kind of missing out on a lot of it anyway. Yeah. And so the whole heart, part of why I was drawn to the Matthew 6 Project is it is worship and it's more about all of the other times of worship we hope we should be having and want to have and should be having. But what it looks like when we're just by ourselves kind of like when it's just alone and these are the things that our hearts want to say to God. And that's, I think these songs are really representative of that. Like the way you translated them out, like does that really well. I mean, I told you that obviously I was 
around for all of this, but like Will and I, I'm like, I still put it on to listen to because it's just, it's calming. I don't know. Like there's just something about it that connects with people. That's been fun. I think for you to hear too, how the music just translates. And it's probably the whole reason I sent you the text about raise a hallelujah was just like our world people need, I've said it all. People need this music. Like I, and I said, people need it. And I said, I've needed this music. Like it's just good. And it's not that it's this huge, crazy concept or these crazy things, but I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. I think it, uh, I think it really, it, um, it uncovers, I think it, it, in some ways it transforms, but it really does. It, it uncovers the, the, the content, the lyrical content Mm -hmm. of the music. Um, we were saying earlier, like, uh, Holy Water is a great example. Like, that's a big, crunchy tune. You're, yeah. you're that, you're actually the person who introduced me to We the Kingdom because you all went down to, uh, worship oh, together yeah. a few yep. years ago. And you're you guys welcome. had no idea, right? <laughs> you guys had no idea who they were. And, you know, that's one of those away. bands, like, they get up on stage I, and you're yeah. like, what is happening no right idea. now? That's who exactly is this? How it was. Yeah. That's what you said to me. And I'm like, okay, what? I'm going to check this out. I pull it up and Holy <laughs> Water is the first thing I'm listening to. And I'm like, what? Yeah, where what even is this? From? Like, yeah. this is insanely good. It's yeah. just, it's crunchy. It's full of passion. All the, vo- you know, all the vocals are just like insanely compelling. Yeah. Um, just a just a band full of monster talent. But that's a. It's just such a great example of a of a song that sounds like with that song. The way that it starts has this energy that's like. Um, it's it's um it's an it's an exciting energy. Mm-hmm. It's full of like a little bit of crunch and yep. and a, and some angst, and it's almost like empowering. Yeah. But when you listen to the Matthew six version, it's desperate. Yep. It's desperate. Like even the first line, "Got him on my knees again." Yeah. Like "Got him on my knees" on the on the real version of the song, it it sounds like almost like a proclamation. Like it's yeah. it's an empowering line. Yeah. You. You, you hear it in the Matthew six version and it's, it just takes you to an entirely yeah. different space. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, all of the songs, uh, graves that they, I mean, they're all going to come to mind if I keep thinking about it, but, um, it, it really does transform for, for me, it transforms the music yeah. and it just, um, well, do you want to talk about our uh, reckless love debate? Because I kept telling you <laughs> on that song when you first played yeah. it, it didn't have and it's, that. The lyrics are that song has incredible lyrics from yeah. it. We both love it, and you kept trying to maybe add a few things to it, and I kept going, "This it doesn't. Yeah. This one doesn't need it. Like it's just so compelling with a vocal and a piano that's like don't don't put anything else with it." Yeah. Did my idea r- went out? It did. It did. Yeah. I th- <laughs> so if you think it's missing something, it's my fault, but no. I think it sounds amazing in the way it is. Yeah. And that was what, you know, we talked about it. That was one of those, those, this, it's so dramatically different from the version. Yeah. And that's one of, you know, that's one of my, I mean, these are all some of my absolute favorite songs from the last four or five years. Um, and Reckless Love is a monster radio tune. It's yeah. a huge, rowdy kind. It's not, it's not rowdy. Um, that's probably the wrong word, but it's just, it's, it's just a big, big, it's just a big, big yeah. tune. Um, and, but you know, the first time I heard that song and I heard, you know, um, before I spoke a word, mm-hmm. you were singing over me. I'm just like, <laughs> who wrote that? How accurate is that? And, yeah, and how amazing is it that it's true? I mean, that, yeah. I think that's the stuff that like I can, 
you know, I could barely even process that reality. But when I think about it, it just, you know, fills my heart. And so just like that speaks to me. It's it's going to speak to anyone, I think, that's a musician, particularly a vocalist. Because when we think of how happy we're told that God is when we sing to him, Mm -hmm. the idea that he was singing over us before we kind of even you know, we're self-aware. Yeah. Like we exist, but we're not self-aware yet. And he's, yeah. And he's rejoicing that, you know, that he's rejoicing in his, in his own creation. And it's just, it's all just, and the crazy it's thing so is, big. It's so that's big actually so in the Bible. Like there's a, I'm pretty sure it's in Zephaniah or Zechariah. Like it talks about him singing over us. And that idea, there there's Put another Bible old song it. by, um, you need to look it up. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, it's totally, all I can think of is Toby Mac and that's not it. What's the guy's name from third day? Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, nope. Mac Powell. He did a whole album of like some more, they were songs based on scripture. Not at all like Matthew 6, but a different thing. And he's got one on there. And it talks about God singing over us. It's beautiful. And so that's why that line, every time I hear it in Reckless Love, I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. it is. Like, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, then there's the, you know, I, I remember when I heard the chorus of Reckless Love and the... um uh, the 99 reference. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't actually know the reference at first. Yeah. And so I, I probably, I was probably singing along with that song for a couple of times before I'm like, I don't even understand what I'm singing and I need to go look that up. Yeah. Um, great and, terrible. And again, you're yeah. just like, ugh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just really, really good and super compelling. And, um, leaves the 99 for the one. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. So that, like I said before, all the songs are picked because they, you know, they, I just think they're insanely authentic tunes. The lyrics are all just spot on and mm-hmm. scripture based and biblical and they speak to me. And, um, I think if you're familiar with any of the songs that were covered on the Matthew six project, I think you'll find that, you know, it sounds arrogant to say, I think you'll fall in love with them in a completely different way. Absolutely. Because, yeah, you know, they're just, the songs are just that good. And I think we've done a pretty good job of honoring the integrity of those tunes, even though we've transformed them as, as dramatically as we have. You've done an incredible job doing that. They're, oh, thank you. They're great. Um, there's no we about that. That's you. Um, okay, Brian. Yes. What, well, let's ask this. Is there going to be, more Matthew 6? There is. Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking, Sarah. You're what made welcome. you think of it? <laughs> you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't even know why it didn't occur. See, this is why you're here. This, this is, is why you're having these conversations with me. This is... Job security. Oh my goodness. Why well, uh, couldn't yeah, let you in the so room there, by yourself? There are... Um, yeah. So there are, there are other covers. Uh, there's one that... Um, actually, I, I want to kind of release it in short order um i had the we, you and i haven't oh, even yeah. talked about this but i was thinking like does it is it even a problem to just release no you know just release not. something if it People if it's ready yeah um so yeah definitely working on new stuff mm-hmm. definitely definitely writing some new stuff there's only one um, cover there's only one other cover that you've started the rest of them are all originals right oh, yeah that might be right yeah unless you're hiding something i'm pretty sure there's just one the rest of them are just extra originals. And then yeah. part of it is right, like the bigger versions of Blood and the Body. That's and right. Flipping the so talk script. about yeah. yeah, talk about that. And we want I want to do that to to more than just that. Yeah. So I got the original idea when I was working on these eight tunes. So I had the three originals that were all mellow, like the five covers that I did. And I thought, okay, so I stripped down 
these big corporate tunes. Mm-hmm. Why don't I do the opposite with these three Matthew six originals and and uh, record big versions? Um, and so for the project, my intent was to leave here. I am alone, mm-hmm. uh, but to flip the script on I will remain and the blood and the body. We're working on that, and we think that what we're probably going to do is put out like a deluxe album, if you will, that will include a couple of new songs, but then also some big versions of I Will Remain and The Blood and the Body, and maybe even uh, one more, uh, just depending on yeah. depending on how it goes. But I think after that, see, this is one of the reasons that, uh, that I'm excited for people to hear it and respond to it, because... It, People are going to have their own ideas, and they're they're going to they're mm-hmm. either going to come to us and say, "Hey, what about this song?" Yeah, and it's going to be something that we either didn't know about or didn't think of, yeah. and that gives us like a new idea, something yeah. else to chase. And if it works, that would be absolutely incredible, right? Like, so if you have an idea, let us know. Hundred percent. Carry on. Yeah, and or we don't ever hear about it, and we just. Find hear it. it. We just amazing. hear it because someone's like, "Yeah, I love this concept. It speaks to me." Yeah, and then they just hit the studio and do their own Matthew six version of, of, of whatever yeah. song, right? Um, and how amazing would that be? Because I, like I said earlier, I think the idea, um, is just far far bigger than this one project. Yeah, I love it. So mm. more to come. Definitely if more to come. People want to listen to it, and I know they do. Like they want to go find it. Where are they going to find it? Matthew6project.com. They can go right? there to find out more information. But that's right. They, don't they can need go, to go there to learn a little bit. You're right. Yeah. So listening to it, you pretty much go anywhere, anywhere you stream music. But you hold can on. Find you it. should go to Matthew6project.com and you can still sign up and you should get signed up to be on our list so that you can find out more information when all the things come out and happen. Yeah. And you should also follow us on social media. Truth. Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. But if they want to listen to it, where are they going to go? Pretty much anywhere. So Apple Music, Spotify, um, uh, Pandora. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Am- Amazon Music. I've heard yeah. that it can be difficult to. F- I don't know. I got maybe we got to figure out what's going on with the distribution to Amazon. I think I got a text from someone who said that they have Amazon Unlimited and couldn't find it. Um, but it's supposed but to be there. It's had that Prime, Prime Unlimited, or whatever that's called. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be on there, but it should be pretty much anywhere and you can go to youtube if you don't subscribe to any of that stuff you can go to youtube um and you can download it um or sorry you can list you can stream it on youtube yeah Um, and you can hear and see a really cool video that your brother helped you put together that just is a condensed version of everything kind of what we're talking about about yeah 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 which is great and hopefully we'll put more information or more content there soon right yeah hopefully maybe maybe yes brian what is your biggest hope, aspiration for this project? I know you've said some of it. Yeah, anything else? Like, obviously, that other people will catch on, maybe do some of their own things. Yeah, I think the big, hairy, audacious goal is, you know, that that lots and lots and lots of people hear it, mm-hmm. and it and it makes a difference in lots and lots of people's lives. You know, if if we can if we can keep doing more of it. Um, I've told you this, but you know, I've, I've confessed to several people. I would, I would love for this music to reach the ears of the original creators. Yeah. Um, I would love for them to, uh, to feel like we've honored their mm-hmm. work. Uh, cause that's certainly the idea too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, wouldn't hate it if I heard about it. That's <laughs> for sure too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, it's, 
you know, it's, it's a lot of work. We're going to do everything that we can to create content and, and, uh, continue to give people reasons to stay in touch with us. Yeah. But again, if you, if you engage with us socially, we want to hear from you. We want the feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. we, we want the ideas, uh, and we want your creative expression. Like we, you know, contribute by all means. And we're not too proud to ask you to share it because that really is how music gets around and ideas. And if you love it and God's using it, man, pass it along, share it with a friend, do something. Cause that it does, it helps. And it means a lot, not only just, it's so people, right? The heart of it is not just so Matthew six or Brian Roach gets their name out there. It's that people can connect with God and it would do something in their life. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, worship has always been very personal for me. I was this, I was thinking this earlier. It's, um, it, I, a lot of the more defining moments that I've had with worship music have been very personal yeah. moments yeah. and probably the the coolest stories that have been shared with me since we released this mm. have been kind of like that. I, yeah. I, I either came across this and it was a defining moment for me or I heard this and I knew someone who needed to hear it yeah. and I passed it along to them and then you know, here's the story of what happened. Here's yeah. the story of, of how that impacted their lives. And those things are just, they're incredible to read. It's exceedingly humbling. Um, but it's just, you know, it's proof. Like we felt from the get go that we were kind of being obedient to, to God's plan mm-hmm. when we started this project. Um, and certainly when we carved out the amount of time and effort that it took to get it finished, <laughs> especially toward the end. Right. You spent um, a lot of hours. Yeah. So, uh, it's good to see that it's, that it's doing, I think what it was intended to do, what, what he intended it to do. So pretty cool stuff. I love it. Anything else you want to share? More to come. More to, that's exactly what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. I told you it's my, well, probably based on my favorite verse. Hang out too much, I think. Well, friends, more to come. More Matthew 6 on the way. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed hearing and listening to a deeper look behind the Matthew 6 Project. Make sure to go listen to it. It's available wherever you listen to music. Also, make sure to go check out us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find all things Matthew 6 there. There's some videos on YouTube, but follow us on social so you don't miss out on a single thing as new information comes out about the project. You can be one of the first to know. So make sure to go check that out. And we hope you have an awesome week. Make sure to go share something good with someone around you, and we'll be back here very soon sharing more good stories. 